It's great to be back here and to see so many dear friends, dear old friends. Uh, my name's Tony Cubitt, as was said, and uh, I have the, my claim to fame is that I'm a friend of Lena's. Um, I live in her reflected glory. Some of you in 2000 will remember Lena as the uh, preacher, the Congress preacher to the Kilsyth uh, uh, South Baptist Church. Um, and you'll remember her from that occasion. Others of you have met her on her subsequent visit to Australia, or maybe one or two of you at some international forum, because Lena is a celebrated international speaker and entity. And uh, being only here for one week, I'm so glad that she is able to be at Kilsyth South for the, one of those two Sunday preaching opportunities. There is probably no one else in the Baptist world, possibly not in the Christian world, certainly that I know, who has in 25 years arranged for the uh, establishment, the planting of 86 individual churches. That is a phenomenal effort, especially when you remember that Lena works in a most hostile, difficult environment where the non-Christian, two non-Christian huge religions are opposed to the gospel and uh, harass and oppress Lena and her pastors in those 86 churches, village churches stretched all around uh, Andhra Pradesh where Lena lives and works. So she has an amazing church planting uh, and ministry allied with a social compassionate ministry which has um, super, she has superintended the, the beginnings of a, an AIDS hospice, a leper shelter, a, um, a home for AIDS people who have TB, the children with AIDS themselves who are orphans from the AIDS, AIDS uh, disease. She has uh, established three schools uh, and I could go on and on. She has a prison ministry, a hospital ministry, a sewing school, a computer school, etc. So I'm glad she has this opportunity to share what God has done through her and through her Surf Trust organisation to the congregation here at Kilsyth South. We pray that the Lord will speak to us through Lena. It's a blessing to be in the house of God on this special Sunday, isn't it? I bring greetings from 64 pastors and 86 village churches from rural India. Sharing the good news is not an ordinary thing in, in, in rural India, especially to the non-Christians. Two years ago, there is a village near to my place. On Sunday, the pastor preached the gospel in his church he came back to his house. He was taking his lunch. Suddenly, the anti-Christian group attacked him at his house. He was so scared. His, his wife and his children were crying. This anti-Christian group was shouting the pastor to come out of his house. The pastor came out of his house. 
the anti-Christian group asked him, do you love Jesus? The pastor said, yes, I love Jesus. The anti-Christian groups asked him, do you love the Bible? The, the pastor said, yes, I love the Bible. They also asked the pastor, do you trust the Bible? The pastor said, yes, I trust the Bible. Then the anti-social team group opened the Bible, Mark 16th chapter, asked the pastor to read 17 and 18 verses. The pastor read, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. So, the anti-Christian group asked the pastor, hey pastor, here is poison water. You said you trust in the scripture, you trust the Bible, you trust the Jesus. So the scripture says, um, says that if you drink poison, it will not hurt you. So drink this poison. That group was insisting the pastor to drink that deadly poison. And they also said, Pastor, you said Jesus is the healer. So we want to inject you the blood of HIV AIDS victim. So don't worry, if you get HIV AIDS, you said your Jesus heals you. So they were insisting the pastor to drink the poison. They were insisting the pastor to take inject blood of HIV AIDS person. The pastor's wife was crying, even the kids were so scared. The pastor was also crying. He doesn't want to drink poison. And in the meanwhile, somebody called police. The police came and rescued the pastor. So, now, you can understand how difficult it is sharing the gospel to the non-Christians in the rural India. But God is protecting our pastors, our new believers, our church members. One day, I was preaching the gospel in a small village, in a small thatched hut. Suddenly, one man came to me and shouted at me not to preach the gospel in his village. And he abused me also. He, he shouted, get out from my village. Don't tell about Jesus. We have three millions of gods. We don't want Jesus, new God. 
after few days that man was bitten by the king cobra snake in the middle of the night that village is very far away from the town hospital that village doesn't have transport facilities no bus no cabs and even they don't have doctors and nurses to give him the antivenom shot injection and he was fainted nobody was there to take him to the hospital which takes 2 hours drive from that village he was almost dying his wife was crying sitting beside him a uh, foam was coming out of from his mouth he was in dangerous condition at last his wife got up and went to the believers at that time we have only 10 people 10 uh, new believers coming to that church so she went to each person and requested those believers to come and pray to jesus so all these believers came to that hut they brought that man into this church small church thatched thatched hut they put him in the center all these 10 believers sat around the uh, man who was almost dying and the whole night they prayed for him and the next day at 10 o'clock after 10 o'clock he opened his eyes here they didn't give him antivenom injection they didn't take him to the doctor or no no nurse gave him medicine but they prayed to god their faith did miracle there and he he is still living now it is fourth year the man who was bitten by king cobra snake is still living and that man became christian his wife became christian and the man one previously he shouted at me not to tell about jesus but the same man god changed him the same man is bringing the people to church now see how god is touching the lives of non christians in the rural india one day i was walking on the road beside the, beside the road i saw one one lady who was very dirty smelling badly with matted hair with um, wounds on her body she was lying on the road she was asking everybody for the food usually the beggars ask for money in india but this lady was crying and asking the people for food so i stopped at her i asked her what made her to begin the street she told me when she was 12 years old she was sexually abused by her stepfather that man sold her to the prostitutes pimp so she became a, a prostitute she got hiv aids the pimp kicked her out of the brothel when she became hiv aids victim 
So because of her disease, she could not work. She became beggar on, in the street. She was asking me for food. I took her to the hospital. At that time, I was in the college. Even I don't have money also. But I took her to the doctor. Doctor told me, she's almost dying. Don't waste your money. Leave her in the street. Let her die. But I took her to the other doctor. I told to the doctor, doctor, I know she's dying. But I want... I want to tell her about the living God before she dies. She must know who is her creator, who, who saved her from her sins. So please give her treatment. The doctor started giving treatment. And amazingly, she lived for three months in the hospital. I paid her medical bill. I was sharing her problems. Whenever I visited her in the hospital, I provided her food at that time. One day she asked me, Lena, you are not my sister. You are not my friend. Why you are helping me? Nobody touches the HIV AIDS people in my area. Nobody talks with them also. People think that they are sinners. So they don't keep the people who are victims of HIV AIDS in their houses. So this lady, Sultana, her name is Sultana, she was asking me, Lena, why you are loving me? I am AIDS victim. Why you are paying off my medical bills? Why you are feeding me? Then I told her the love of Jesus Christ. When she heard the name Jesus, she said, I am a sinner, I am a prostitute. Why does Jesus love me? Nobody loves me. Why Jesus loves me? So I told her the love and compassion of Jesus Christ on the Calvary cross. Many times I visited her. Whenever I visited her, she was asking me about Jesus. So. One day she said to me, Lena, I want to take baptism. She took baptism. Few days later she died. But she is my inspiration to take care of the HIV people, positive people who are living under the trees, under the bridges, in the streets. So I started so trust. As Tony said, I'm running so many homes for these people, HIV, leprosy, aged. So, three years ago, my mom got very sick. She was in the hospital. She became unconscious for three months. Her two kidneys were totally damaged. She got paralysis and lung infection, pneumonia. Um, intestine, in, in, intestine bleeding. Doctors told us she will die within two hours. She was in the hospital for three months. We were not able to pay the hospital bill. Nobody was there to console us in the hospital. No pastor. 
we don't know that town that is big city and uh, is a f- six hours drive away from my town we were crying the whole family was very sad about my mom's sickness doctor said she's almost dying but praise god so many people prayed for my mom so many people cried to the lord god listened to our prayers one day while i was reading the bible god spoke to me psalms 107 chapter 19th and 20th verses they cry to the lord when they are in troubles and he delivered them from their distress he sent his word and healed them and de- he delivered them from their destruction so i started praising god having faith having trust that god will definitely heal my mom so one one month later my mom became conscious now 3 years she is still living god did a miracle god showed his amazing grace amazing god always shows his amazing grace so many people came forward to pay our medical bills because the superintendent of that hospital was insisting us every day to pay the low, pay the medical bills one day i said doctor please give us some more time to pay the medical bills he said if you don't pay you take your mom to your house we will kick her out we won't allow your mom to stay in the hospital so so much uh, sadness we underwent during my mom's stay in the hospital but god healed my mom he sent his word and he healed my mom he delivered us from the destruction my brothers and sisters the same god is for you also the same god who protected the pastor from his enemies is for you the same god who healed the man who was bitten by the snake is for you if you are feeling loneliness if you are feeling suffering from sickness doctors might be told you your sickness is cure, not curable there is no medicine no hope if you are facing problems with your enemies if you are facing problems with your children if you are unable to pay off your loans the god who help to all these people he will help to you also have faith in god the scriptures say in hope abraham believed against hope he did not weaken his faith he did not distrust he he grew his faith stronger and stronger he gave glory to god he fully convinced that 
that God was able to do what he had promised. Jacob said in second chapter 26th verse, for as the body is without spirit is dead, so also the faith without works is also dead. So my friends, I came to this church all the way by traveling so many hours here to tell you one thing. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Jesus said to Martha, if you believed, you would see the glory of God. First Peter, fifth chapter, says, humble yourself under the mighty arms of our God. At the proper time, he will provide your needs. Yes, it is true. So many times, he provided my needs. He provided so many people needs. He healed so many people. He, he delivered so many people from their problems mentally, spiritually, physically. You may be think that there is nobody to take care of me. You may be think that I am alone. You may be think that there is no way for me. You may be think that there is no hope for me. But you know, God is with us. God loves you. God loves you. He takes care of us always. Remember his promise. He said he will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says casting your anxieties on God because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Thank you so much. Now, now Tony's just asked me to ask you to say, share one more illustration with us about the bore wells. I don't know what that means, but okay. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I'm very much concerned about the time. <laughs> okay. There is one village in which I planted the church with the help of Holy Spirit. We built a small church building in that in that. Uh, village in near 70 or 80 families are living there are so many witch doctors they do black magic they they don't like me because I'm telling about Jesus I'm telling about sin so what one day, 
he said when i visited that village he said lena how are you i said yes i am fine he said to me lena i sent five demons to you but they came back to me they said they can't harm you <laughs> and again i sent 10 demons but they also came back they did not hurt you anything what what is what power you have who gave you that power tell us we we do want to have that power <laughs> i said you know the power who gave me he's jesus i said jesus name they they all came to me and sat with me and they started to listening about jesus and his uh, uh, power his love and so many times i visited that village they became my friends <laughs> god god gave them power to stop that black magic so i decided to continue my ministry in that village that village has no water supply in the in the summer season they had only one bore well that was broken so these people asked me for the water so i started to dig the bore well the bore machine came to dig this these villagers told me dig here you will get water because this direction is good i said no i want to dig here <laughs> so uh, intentionally i avoided their advice and i i started to dig the bore well this side we dig 320 feet we did not get water <laughs> I have only little amount. I thought that it will be sufficient, but we didn't get water. The money is finished. I paid. So we didn't get water. I was so disappointed. And those people, all of our villagers, were looking at me like they see you didn't hear our words. You we asked you to dig there, but you you started to dig here. But uh, we we did. intercessor we prayers for two weeks asking god for water in that borewell so again i got some money from my friends who came forward to help these people so with that money again i called that machine we started digging and after uh, 600 feet we got water so uh the it is really a uh, miracle the people were telling me no there is a big stone you got you you can't get water that is wrong place you can't get water but they were watching us we were praying by kneeling down in the church asking god for water so we got water god gave us water so you know all 70 families are drinking the water one bore water from one bore well now so that that um that miracle um changed so many villagers lives they saw the the power of faith they saw jesus 
Jesus takes care of the people who are poor, who are thirsty. So it's really wonderful thing. Amazing God showed his amazing grace to the villagers. Now we are receiving 42 people. 37 people are baptized. So 42 people are coming to the church. Many of them were black magicians. See how God changed the lives of these people. And he is using them as his glory. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lena. Thank you so much. Um, how inspirational is that? Uh, we see a living faith. Uh, a faith that is lived out, um, as Romans 12 would, would, would tell us, uh, being a living sacrifice, and how taking a step out into blessing a community can change a community. And what a, what a wonderful um, word that we can share. And that it's not just the action, it's the spoken out, shown out love of Jesus into those communities that we can all take as well. Um, what we thought would be really nice is we'd love to pray for, for Lena, but uh, not just up front. I might do that in a minute. We, we'd like to, in, in just little groups where you are, just take the opportunity to, do, to pray for two things. Pray for Lena in her ministry. We've heard about the 86 churches, was it? 86 churches and all the pastors, pastors that are... Um, uh, I have never had anyone come and uh, threaten me in any sort of sense of, of, of the word for being a pastor, um, but pastors that live in a very different space to where we are, that are living out faith in a very real way. Pray for those pastors. Pray for the, the mission of, to, the, to the lepers and the uh, HIV victims um, that Lena is, is ministering to. If you can pray for them. And then I want you to pray for one another that you may be bold in faith, to live out faith in a new way as you've been encouraged to by Lena today. So just in little groups where you are, if you're not comfortable in praying in a, in a group, please uh, feel, feel the freedom to be silent in your group. That's okay. Um, but in little groups of four or five, six where you are, if you can just join in and pray together. If there's silence in your group, that's okay. But pray, pray in your mind. Uh, finish by praying for Lena specifically up front as well. So if we can do that just for the next five minutes, that would be wonderful.